like, welcome back to episode two of two, please. That's quite a mouthful. I'm your host, Abhin. And I'm your co-host, Rohit. Okay, this is for any first-time listeners who may have found the podcast by accident or are fairly new to what's going on here. This is part two of a two-part series that we're doing on Zack Snyder. Uh, this part is going to focus entirely around Joss Whedon's Justice League, uh, the events that followed, and ultimately Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. If you want a more holistic uh, listening experience, then yeah, do check out episode one uh, before you come on here. And if you're just here for the Justice League and that's clear, that's all that you want to uh, talk about or like listen uh, or listen to us talk about, you're at the right place. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Quick confession, I hadn't seen the 2017 cut until yesterday. Oh no. When you reached out to me saying, no, again, similarly, similar to like Suicide Squad when the movie came out, uh, I had I didn't catch it in theaters and I saw reviews saying um, they weren't really great. Polar, I mean, what are polarizing reviews, parts of it are good, which I mean, I knew were are par for, par for the course for a Zack Snyder movie. Visually great, uh, shallow storyline and um, I had also read about the fact that uh, John Sweden had done reshoots and the whole um, context being that DCU kind of wanted to ape uh, Marvel in the sense that they wanted to bring in an element of humor mm-hmm. um, into their movies. I would actually want to speak more about that. The fact that DCU wanted to imitate Marvel to the extent that they wanted their movies to have a humor break in dramatic sequences mm-hmm. uh, is something I felt showed a great lack of self-confidence in DCU. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the roster of characters that you're working with, look at what Marvel is working with, right? Iron Man, they didn't, they didn't have X-Men, they didn't have Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They're working with Iron Man and Captain America. Hulk. Hulk is, okay, Hulk is still recognizable. Iron Man is a tier three superhero at best. Yeah. Right. And then you have, um, war machine and Thor. Thor is still okay. I, I, I mean, he's not fair like, enough. Yeah. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're working with second string, third string superheroes and fair enough. I mean, all credit to Kevin, uh, how do you pronounce this? Feige. 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 Yeah. Feige. So mm-hmm. all credit to Kevin Feige and like he had this whole roadmap in his head and uh, they consistently seem to be able to find the right directors for the right uh, movies and mm-hmm. um, their tonality doesn't is very consistent. It doesn't take a, a great deviation in any of the movies mm-hmm. and all of it kind of ties in together. The way Marvel movies feed into each other, you have cameos from other movies mm-hmm. uh, in a certain movie and it doesn't feel inorganic. It's not forced and it's not extended. It's maybe a two minute cameo to kind mm-hmm. of briefly set up the next piece and they're in and out. Mm-hmm. So, fair enough. All of that stuff worked for Marvel. With DCU, first and foremost, what the Warner Brothers or DC should have known is, in terms of the characters you're, you have, you're playing with, right? Mm-hmm. The relatability of these characters with the average, forget a comic book reader. I don't, I like, I personally don't even read comics. I've grown up mm-hmm. watching Cartoon Network. I'm, mm-hmm very peripheral uh, exposure to comic books. Mm -hmm. I know Batman, I know Superman. You have to be living in some backwater in like rural Mongolia or something Mm -hmm. to not know who Mm -hmm. Batman or Superman is, right? Mm -hmm. Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Robin, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, all Mm -hmm. of these characters inherently are so much bigger than the the characters that Marvel had at Mm -hmm. at their disposal. One, you don't really have to worry about connecting with the audience. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't put out an inherently or an an uh, an obviously shit product, mm-hmm. people will like what you're giving out. In fact, I think the only reason BVS made something like 700 million 
or even the fact that justice league made whatever money it made and the fact that mm. all said and dcu movies are still net profitable is purely because of the fact that they have such great ip mm-hmm. in the characters that they have yeah that's true and don't just don't be shit mm. your baseline your 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 bar is so low right just don't mm. be shit <laughs> as long as your your you can achieve that you you'll you'll be okay mm-hmm. so you don't have to do what marvel is doing right firstly you don't have to be funny like when again i'm i'm keeping at the whole adam west uh phase aside whenever i see if if i see batman trying to be funny which um in in weedens cut of justice league there are moments where batman is trying to be funny it is so discordant to me right like my understanding of what batman is dude is like what fuels him is the rage that he has because of his parents death mm. and he is trying to take that against all of criminal humanity or people who are criminals i don't it doesn't mesh with me when i see batman trying to be funny or uh, there's a moment where cyborg and superman uh, split those three boxes mm-hmm. trying to form the unity and then they're mm-hmm. both laying flat and mm-hmm. him and cyborg are joking like dude cyborg you didn't know cyborg like 30 minutes ago right you went dead 30 minutes ago or like 3 hours ago <laughs> and you were like joking with him yeah i like prepile i preferred okay. i don't want to die i want to i forgot the line and like, yeah it's like no I, why this seems so forced right and this is so against the grain of what impression dcu characters have in in uh, readers or fans minds mm-hmm. the other thing now we can you can look at it as an advantage for marvel is the fact that uh, because a lot of their characters but um, uh, were, were tier through tier 3 superheroes people didn't have preconceived notions of what their character should be or what they should represent so in that way it makes easier for marvel to spell out you know what since you don't know what iron man is i will tell you what iron man is and people will like yeah cool anyway i didn't know mm-hmm. much about him to begin with i'll accept your edition your version of him and uh, fair enough like this seemed entertaining to me so they don't have those guard rails or those restrictions as to what people perceive characters their mm-hmm. characters to be mm-hmm. uh, for better or worse dcu the the roster of superheroes people already have opinions about them while it makes it harder for you to try newer things maybe in terms of what the characters can do or say it also makes your life easier you know what they should be and not they should not be why are you trying to make them be things that or be the person they're not they not they aren't just mm-hmm. because you want to compete with another franchise right mm-hmm. marvel is doing things xy yeah. things and it's working for them don't try to do the same things you it's can have one right mm-hmm. fair enough like you are trying to be the wrong thing eventually you might stumble on to uh, what works for you you might say take some things from marvel which work and discover some things which work for your, yourself on the on your journey is one thing is fair enough the 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 haste with which dcu try to stitch together an equivalent franchise to marvel right like look at it there's there's a separate movie for iron man there's a separate movie for hulk there's a separate movie for thor like hawkeye was doing yeah hawkeye was yeah i mean oh yeah and black basically Earth. if you yeah basically if you had super powers you had a movie marvel mm. oh, if you God. didn't have super powers <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a movie. You only get a movie after the snap like we are like oh yeah oh here's a flashback I mean, where, where we where I was alive and like kicking people and then the pandemic exactly. happened and uh, my movie's now been pushed to Disney plus <laughs> which is sad so right so anyway so uh, like none of it was not deliberate all of it was very planned out in obviously genius mind of kevin feige all of it was very planned out it all very deliberately led to a final culmination in the first avengers movie which again i don't want to get into it very deeply the avengers movie stand alone is not a great movie why it works is because you had these preceding movies mm-hmm. to familiarize yourself with the character to relate to the character to have an emotional connection mm-hmm. to whatever degree that you can with the character which is why avengers as a movie works on mm-hmm. its own right mediocre movie made great because of preceding movies is mm-hmm. is my take on avengers but okay. that's what is worked mm-hmm. now here you have you don't really have a a batman standalone movie you have one man of steel 
and did wonder woman come before or after yeah, BVS? It, uh, it came after bbs 2017 so it was early 2017 after bbs yeah exactly mm. so going into bbs you have a, a, a superman movie and then you introduce batman you introduce wonder woman half heartedly but wonder woman was still a decent turn in bbs then you have a very good wonder woman movie which has its own faults the last act i would say is a little yeah it, it's, uh, a, it's weak compared to the rest it's kind of like a for a reskin yeah. of it's a reskin of uh, captain america the first one it is it is yeah, it's it kind is, of like a reskin very similar in terms greek old god reskin of what captain america was as a world war 2 mm. american patriot right mm. which yeah. is I mean, if it works, it works, and mm-hmm. I think Wonder Woman worked for the last part. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But in terms of, have we as viewers got enough of an opportunity to really relate to the characters? Like, cool. I mean, fair enough. Batman is badass. He can fight, and because I know, I have certain preconceptions of uh, Batman and Superman from my interactions with the character outside of the movies. Beat comics or cartoons or whatever. It is a it 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 falls upon the viewer to use to project those conceptions onto the movie characters because the movies themselves haven't done that job. Hmm. And the story of the movie is against what essentially makes that characters. That discordance it is what really causes people to not like Justice League. Is mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Again, I don't know much about Aquaman because I've never read. any comics about aquaman i watched the aquaman james wan movie mm. uh, nice movie fun but like i don't really relate to the character he is not very interesting mm. outside of that all of the other characters um flash again uh i will come to the zack snyder cut mm-hmm. uh, flash and cyborg both uh, i think what the the greatest i wouldn't say the greatest crime the two greatest crimes that joss whedon did one of which was really take away the the fleshing out of flash and cyborg as, as characters pivotal characters also cyborg i mean i mean cyborg was the heart of the movie right you yeah. you change you take that and you make him an unemotional machine mm. i mean screw you joss whedon for doing <laughs> that as just as a lover of cinema screw you right <laughs> you completely butchered that character mm. one mm. and uh, same i would say the same for flash to a lesser degree mm-hmm. uh and the other thing is the jokes i don't know if people like what joss whedon puts out i think joss whedon thinks he's a lot smarter than he actually is mm. and also, that comes across in his humor as well i i noticed there was some like especially with the uh, with the whedon cut and these are things that i didn't notice the first time but on repeated viewing and it was pointed out to me that a lot of his humor is is very sexist in nature like if you notice very yeah so there is there is a shot in the snyder cut where batman and um Uh, and i think aquaman are coming out of the aircraft they're walking out and mm-hmm. if you see it in the snyder cut it's positioned behind wonder woman's back but in the weeden cut mm-hmm. it's 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 positioned behind her ass so mm-hmm. and and there's that really unnecessary uh, joke where where flash falls flash. onto what or no and then gets up mm-hmm. um, i'm not saying the snyder cut doesn't have a pro- have some problematic moments it does and we'll get to it uh, especially yeah. with with the flash's introduction um and but besides that okay now i think my issues with with justice league and i will i'll try and keep this as short as possible because i i i, I the feelings that are that are coming up just thinking about the theatrical <laughs> cut uh, are extremely infuriating because um i was when i first saw the the trailer for the the theatrical version i wasn't too blown away i was like oh okay fine whatever cool i was I I enjoyed Wonder Woman. I thought it was like a nice movie. Didn't think much of it, but definitely had promise because the one thing we can agree is that in terms of casting, like their uh, the DC EUs has some pretty stellar casting. I don't think Gal Gal Gadot was was really good in in the first one, and the the second one is is just a terrible movie by itself. Not much of a fault, but every time she's shown up on screen, she's made a, a pretty good Wonder Woman in in my opinion. The, the thing with she um, can't act though. Yeah, she's not a great actress, but I think they they she, the scriptwriters. She looks look, the part. Yeah, yeah, she looks the part. She can't act. I, I think they cater they cater to mm-hmm. the aspect that you know she's 
she's extremely good with her fight sequences and they don't give her a lot of heavy lifting True. to do it's just that True. enough of, yeah uh, cuz you could you could tell in uh, one woman 84 that oh, okay there is a limit to like there's a threshold with gal and orbesh she's oh, are even uh, are even kalel no no <laughs> oh, it's become a meme is that what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've it is everywhere kalel no so anyway <laughs> <laughs> so yeah back to the theatrical so when i saw the, the trailer for the theatrical kind of like okay cool whatever and then the unfortunate news broke that uh Zach, you know zacks oh, had a person yeah. had, had a personal tragedy and he was leaving and joss whedon was stepping in to complete the film and i was like oh see at the time i was like okay cool joss whedon has the avengers to his name he's got age of ultron two big tentpole properties that have that were decent movies I wouldn't say what they were the best movies great like he's good at bringing i wouldn't even call them movies as much as they are fan experiences because that's really what mm-hmm. barring infinity it's war nice yeah barring yeah. infinity war which by itself is a nice movie uh it was it's a very interesting film end game is just a fan experience if you like if you you, you watch it by yourself it's a good an experience right oh dude holy shit i went i went opening night like i that is that is an, a topic for an episode by itself and i went to opening night alone like oh. i think other people were i think other people were busy or whatever i went opening night alone and i do not regret it i think it's the only time i've gone to a theater alone like i don't care i came here to watch the movie i came here to be wowed i got wowed and i left the theater. so yeah so uh, the theatrical so the trailers come out i grew i grew far less interested and then the second trailer comes out there's a red tint to everything uh this is when we didn't stepped in and they released a trailer there's a red tint to everything like what is happening here and then i went to eventually ended up um going to the and the reviews came out and it had, it was at a 34% to 35% but a large section of the online fan base was like no it's a great movie you should watch it the reviews are wrong uh, this is like a man of steel situation what all that i'm now like, okay fine benefit of the doubt let's go give this film a watch and let's not forget the whole uh, the mustache scenario that uh, unfolded during all of this so i mean for those i mean this is pretty common knowledge but for those who are unaware when jocks heeden was brought on to do the reshoots henry cavill had had stepped in to do mission impossible 6 which itself is an ex- excellent movie by itself and he was contractually obliged to not shave his mustache so which presented a problem for uh, jocks heeden because Uh, he they wanted a clean shaven uh, superman for the film i i just i find that extremely stupid just put put a slap of beard on him he's dead he's back and when he came back from the dead in uh, in the comics he had a mullet and he had a beard do that just mullet. make yeah he had a mullet and a beard <laughs> so just like just go with that but no instead they chose to pump 25 million into cgi off his mustache and the results are atrocious like if you look at his upper lip it just it looks deformed and naturally broad upper lip yeah, it's just as the like, what is happening here um and that was and as soon as and his, and his lip moves so artificially looks like pinocchio or something <laughs> so like the opening shot is like the open the movie with him right with that cap with that person recording superman on his phone and that has not aged well not because of anything else but i attribute that to the boys i i have watched the boys has ruined superhero movies for me specifically superman because uh i was watching i mean i, I don't know if you have you seen the boys i think uh, homelander is um <laughs> what what we would have been if if what i would have been if i was superman right? like yeah. if i had superman yeah. like fuck you and <laughs> whatever i want to be so the, the opening sequence where where uh, he's talking to the camera i'm looking at him i'm like dude this is so homelander like this feels yeah. like homelander uh, he's going to laser those things <laughs> <laughs> so automatically like i'm like i'm ta- i'm taken out of the experience Right. second and then as the movie progresses i'm like okay fine there's batman and a weird parademon and the parademon blows up to reveal three boxes and uh, oh that's like oh well, that's how batman finds about uh, about the mother boxes and then steppenwolf shows up who has some weird oedipus complex with the mother box that he keeps going on about oh mother is waiting yeah, why does he call them mother mm-hmm. box yeah <laughs> mother is waiting i must go to mother she's waiting for me and genuinely like i like kyron hans he's uh, he's he's a really great dramatic actor but he was so wasted in in that theatrical cut he it gets better in the snyder cut uh 
and yeah. Yeah, Kyron in, in the theatrical cut was uh, was was very mad the character was very mad and as the film progresses you re- you start to realize oh this is essentially a frankenstein monster of what snyder already shot and what weeden is trying to incorporate in because he's almost jarring to a point where they'll throw a joke in or there's that whole sequence where they bring superman back from the dead and he says oh do you bleed and then he throws back i think yeah why was that was the most unnecessary callback ever like this yeah and that line is not as cool as you think it is it's, it's a fine line right mm-hmm. and then you want to go one movie later and then you have superman so you are you telling me that superman has lost his memory he doesn't remember most things but he remembers this line <laughs> do you bleed and then he <laughs> throws him away and then after that after lois lane comes into the situation and she passes oh, yeah, and batman gets up and so he's like he's like he's like oh something's definitely bleeding and that's one of the moments just telling you right this doesn't not fit him with batman right like but be serious like don't make him say these funny things See, so the thing with Batman in the Justice League cartoons, was, he had humor. I mean, he was never like not, but it was very deadpan. It was more like hmm, exactly, yeah. yeah it's just like I don't know what we're doing. He he was playing it seriously, but it was it was coming off uh, as comedic. But evidently, he's not like he's trying to crack jokes throughout. Oh, I'm I'm rich, and some of it is is mostly is, is Snyder stuff. But the the climax of of the theatrical cut is was where the movie completely lost me. because i remember watching the, the climax and it basically the climax turns goes from justice league to superman and friends because there are five characters who are just standing around while superman shows up and beats the living hell out of uh, the antagonist and and it's and you know like uh, the token black guy characters that they have in movies that's what he reduced cyborg to he has no role the flash has the flash is there just for comedic relief and not not great comedy yeah, yeah and it was just such a bad movie and then what happened was after the movie came out and then the then it was uh the hollywood reporter did a report where they were like you know what kevin sujihara and like a bunch of executives were about to exit the company and transition to other roles i think kevin sujihara was supposed to go, to, go head at and t but in when when the whole snider situation happened um obviously like the brought beaten on and there were discussions to push the film ahead so snider could grieve and then come back to the project but had that happened the top execs would have not gotten their bonus so as a result they are like oh no we've got too much already on the line already merchandising has gone through we have to push this out blah 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 they they shot out whatever this monstrosity was they no character development whatsoever horribly forced humor that is not consistent with any of the past few films um all slightly sexist in nature they try to force a weird batman die in a relationship which doesn't work at like at any point there is a batman die in a relationship hinted at in the snider cut mm. which is not as forced it's a lot more mm-hmm. and it's just one moment right when yeah. they both uh that's that mouse order mm-hmm. point order mm-hmm. which is a lot more here it was just like guys guys do you know what's happening guys, 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 like guys. <laughs> batman and diana guys and they try to make uh, aquaman into a surfer bro it's like patrick swayze and this is like my first introduction to aquaman in life uh, right like i have not so obviously i watched aquaman before i watched uh, justice league but as somebody else would have watched maybe somebody who is not read comics and who's watched justice league like, who is this guy like he's just coming here making like shaka jokes like what is <laughs> happening here I, and also Which, can... i mean i jason momoa is easy on the eyes or no, do face with that i have like, not seen oh my a, god like aquaman's costume is ridiculous it's orange and green spandex he is the only one who can pull it off like is that man sculpted or what when he walks out of that waterfall in, in aquaman and he like puts the fucking trident down i am the yeah. holy mother of god you are perfection so just yeah so yeah i mean momo aside there's a weird russian family in in the climax where uh dostoevsky yeah dostoevsky why why that that is a so when i said i think josh whedon thinks he's a lot smarter than he actually is mm. that is a prime example 
Hmm. Does that pass off as humor for him? The fact that he knows some Russian author's name and oh, because they're in Russia, that is the only way Flash can connect with. Just say you could have said Das Vidaniya. I would, I would guess equal number of people know Das Vidaniya, which fits right. Goodbye, whatever. Dostoevsky. That that is not humor, Joss. Like please, <laughs> as as a as a. Uh, as a or as a favor to you, I would just tell you, please don't. That that is not funny in any way, and it just looks uh, like you're trying to be a smartass. It was just it was so so bad, and I, I remember at this point I was thoroughly infuriated. I was like, okay, fine. And you realize so what? I think this was when it was probably pre-planned that this was going to be the last of the DCU movies before they got rebooted, because they completely cut out Darkseid from this version. He was nowhere to be seen, and they made Steppenwolf the big bad. Um, mm, hmm. No, but there is one line. So, which again, like it is hmm. so inconsistent, right? So, hmm. if you're cutting out Darkseid from Justice League, cut him out. Hmm. There's a scene where uh, I think Steppenwolf is attacking hmm. um, Cyborg when he's trying to separate the boxes. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember the exact scene, but cool. he's attacking somebody, and he says, "For the unity, hmm. for Darkseid." So until he said for Darkseid, because I watched Zack Snyder's cut before, mm. I'd watched this and I knew Darkseid was featured in that. Mm. I was like, I hope for the sake of the narrative, they are not going to mention Darkseid because it makes at least it's a clean cut, right? Mm. There is no Darkseid at all. It's all Steppenwolf. There's a big bad, big mm. bad guy or whatever. Mm. I think I hope that's the case because at least then it makes it it's a clean divorce in terms mm. of storyline. But they had to make that fopa, and there's a line where he attacks somebody. He's like, "For the unity, for dark side." I'm like, why? <laughs> you took pains to take dark side out of the story. You cut out his parts. Why did you have to include that line? Like, they made mistakes at every juncture. At every juncture where they could have taken the right decision, they took the wrong. Which is my problem with. It was such. It was. <sighs> Like I, don't, I don't even know what to say anymore because I mean I'm, I'm grateful for the Snyder Cut. I'm uh, I was I never thought we'd get it, but I distinctly remember walking out of that theater going, "Wow, you had the as you mentioned the best IP that you could possibly have on your hand and in your hands, and you have completely shat the bed." There is, uh, th- there was so much you could have done. There was so much that. Uh, so many directions you could have possibly gone. And this was the one place you didn't have to go, but you did. And it soon broke news, news broke out that even the actors had issues with Joss Whedon on set. He wasn't the kindest to Cyborg. And uh, apparently he, him and Jeff Johns told Ray Fisher, the guy who plays Cyborg, to play, to play him like a mechanical Quasimodo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, those were the notes. Yeah, so it's just... I would say because I've read the book, mechanical Quasimodo is an oxymoron. <laughs> the character is so inherently tragic, and the fact mm. that they got the Quasimodo part right, you've already got the character. Why did you make him? Oh man, it's such mm. a narrative tragedy. The fact that they chose to portray him like that. We'll now get to. I'll get to why what I like about Cyber, but I think it's time we really got to the Snyder Cut because let's we, do this. Yeah, because we've been on it for a while now. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of editing for you. Yeah, there's so much editing. It could be two podcasts by itself. (laughs) (laughs) It's just very, uh, what do you call, uh, very ironic that given that it's Zack Snyder and we can't, and it has to be this long. It had to be this long. Yeah. Anyway, so Zack Snyder for years has been hinting at the existence of a Snyder Cut, uh, which in turn has uh, resulted in a massive uh, fan-backed movement uh, pushing Warner Brothers to release um, to release the so-called Snyder Cut. And they denied it for years and years. They're saying, oh, this thing doesn't exist. It's not, uh, it's just a pipe dream. Uh, and But it got the movement got a lot of traction because even the actors ju- jumped on board saying, oh, there's a lot of, we want to give the fans what was, what was originally shot. And in the summer of last year, um, HBO, HBO Max was launched and they just finally decided to give in to, uh, uh, to the fan voices and greenlit the Snyder Cut. Uh, they gave Zack Snyder 17 million and they said it will be entirely his vision. Nothing to do with, um, I mean, uh, no studio interference whatsoever. Initially, they said 30 million, but that budget ballooned to about 70 million. So when uh, Snyder Cut dropped last week, um, 
was like, okay, fine. It's a four. It was meant to be set for, it was four and a half hours. It was short and four by three, which I personally don't have an issue with. I'm fine with the four by three aspect ratio. I'm not sure about you. I don't know. Doesn't it feel closer to the comics? It's it, no, I feel I like that it's bigger. The image is bigger on the top and um, yeah, that's what I, it, it feels more comic panel like mm-hmm. than uh, 16 by 9. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I'd, I'd love to, it feels very CRT. I would I'd love to watch it on a CRT television. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the thing I, I liked about this, did you watch it in, in one, one sitting or did you watch it in breaks? Because I watched it in breaks. I don't have four free hours. Unless you're on like doing nothing on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I watched the first two chapters and then went on and then came back and caught up the rest. So I didn't have as much fatigue as people who sat through the four hours did. Um, mm. But also I must mention that I am conditioned to Hindi cinema, which is traditionally two and a half to three hours long. Uh, so naturally I'm more attuned to like longer films than let's say the average yeah. uh, international bl- bladder is conditioned to like Bollywood movies Bollywood movies yeah I don't, so I don't have to take pee breaks or whatever yeah exactly so it's, you're, you're good okay first opinions what do you think of the Snyder Cut why are you gonna do me like this dude just throw me off oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay things I liked I really loved the chapter approach. Again, I think Snyder just dream. I think his dreams are in in the comic book format, right? I don't know why he's so attuned to the comic book format. Visually, even structurally for the movie in this case, the fact they did in chapters, each chapter had its own name. So cool, like mm-hmm. so comic book, like love that. And um, that's one thing I like. Visually, again, uh, a few scenes that come to mind. Um, obviously, Aquaman walking onto the pier and the water mm-hmm. splashing against him, or when he brought a guy back into the the, the guy whose ship was drowning, mm-hmm. Aquaman mm-hmm. saved him and got him into the bath. Mm-hmm. Those scenes, the progression of frames, literally played out like a comic book panel, right? I'm just like, dude, this is literally a comic book come to life. Like, if I if I have four hours of leisure time and I'm I'm watching this purely for the visual experience. As a comic book fan, I mean, this was Nirvana, right? Like, so great sequence of images. Um, the other thing was because uh, his cut in his cut, he could uh, flesh out characters, spell out flesh out characters, spell out character motivations a lot better. Um, why what happened was explained a lot better. You could relate a lot more to character actions, especially in the case of uh, Flash and Cyborg. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think you didn't. I don't think you liked Flash's intro scene that much, and that's what I got. But I really enjoyed that scene. I did because, too. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, mean, I enjoyed sorry, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But there's one part of it that really bothered me is because when he has that first interaction with Iris with with Casey Clemens, mm-hmm. um, like this is the first time they're seeing each other, right? And uh, then he has that whole sequence. Like he bursts through uh, the door as like as her car is right. the truck, and then he pauses and he caresses her face, which is a great shot, but yeah. it's also really creepy because <laughs> as, as yeah a, yeah uh, as which is man, fair I mean yeah so which I was like because uh, the the white shot where they cut through and everything's flying everywhere is beautiful but. That's the one issue I had, and I liked, and I liked the gag that the hot dog. He takes the hot dog and he puts it in his pocket, yeah. and, uh, like he, he goes and feeds the dogs with it. Great, uh, exceptionally, like like that's the kind of humor I like in my movies. Well, okay, there's, there's, there's setup and then there's the execution, which is nice. It's not like oh, uh, what is brunch? Uh, what is the concept <laughs> of brunch? Oh yeah, <laughs> so forced. Okay, yeah, go on. What, what do I say? What the scene also served to do was was a great exhibition of what Flash's powers essentially are mm. and how he, how he can use them to save people or mm. uh, help people. So yeah, creepy face caressing aside, mm-hmm. uh, which yes, I, it, it did strike me in that moment when I was watching that scene. But the song that was playing in the background, mm. all of it, the moment, again, this was one of those big moments that Snyder mm-hmm. does really well. Mm-hmm. So the moment as a whole was really nice. I, I like that. And uh, obviously the part at the end where, again, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the Snyder cut yet, mm. 
if you haven't seen the cut please don't listen to this episode <laughs> yeah oh yeah I, really, yeah i think you should please edit this at the start of the episode at some point yeah i was like and, okay um, yeah. if you've not watched it don't listen yeah. to this episode uh, but yeah mm-hmm. spoiler alert the at the end where he uh, kind of reverses time by uh, running fast and the speed of light how his whole conversation with his dad um kind of factors back into what is like in that moment driving him to do what he's doing mm-hmm. and how he feels fulfillment and he feels the purpose in what he's doing that whole arc was executed so beautifully i think the emotional payoff was really good mm-hmm. uh something that very rarely happens to me in, in superhero movies i was genuinely emotionally moved mm-hmm. uh, when he says uh, your son did it mm-hmm. uh, he's the best of the best i was mm-hmm. like wow what a great simple line but great mm-hmm. and great emotional payoff mm-hmm. so that's something snider handled really well uh zero slash and then cyborg obviously uh i wish uh some of these elements at least would have carried over to the vidin cut uh, i don't know why he completely butchered that character there was one the fact that snider established the fact that uh silas stone wasn't uh and uh, a very active presence father. in uh, well wasn't a very active father figure in victor's life mm-hmm. when you have the explanation for the regret or uh, mm-hmm. the anger that victor has towards his father it explains his actions a lot more mm-hmm. than opposed to just him being cold and distant from his father for no reason and showing his mother uh, as a character which mm-hmm. didn't do in the vidin cut mm-hmm. and the his interaction victor's interaction with his mother show asking why silas is not a bigger part of mm-hmm. his life and again at the end when he interacts with the unity and he goes into that mm-hmm. what imaginary phantom place zone, and uh, phantom zone and where uh, the unity is trying to influence him saying it preys on his supposed insecurity that Mm-hmm. he feels that his parents never accepted him mm-hmm. and for him to confront that insecurity and come out and say you know what i actually believe my parents did love me it's, it mm-hmm. wasn't my insecurities were wrong again what a great moment what a great payoff right it reminded again not it's not entirely the uh, the same thing but it reminded me of that moment in deathly hallows where uh, when harry gets the resurrection stone, stone. Mm-hmm. and all of the people who are around him mm-hmm. come back to him and comfort him right before death different different mood there obviously yeah, different but, purpose it served to the story mm-hmm. i don't know why i got reminded of that the fact that you get to confront your family and mm-hmm. have that discussion and when he was telling him my parents love me i, mm-hmm. I don't think this is mm-hmm. great moment which which again played really well paid off really well and it really it's, like uh, it it really like mm-hmm. what what they don't do in the in the beaten cart is they don't give they don't just they don't quantify just how powerful he is he says like you will be a digital god you have which is a very exactly. given the age we live in or given just general scenarios like um somebody who is able to manipulate technology to the extent cyborg does makes him do imagine if superman is on twitter right cyborg mm-hmm. can mind fuck him into being like a terrible yeah. guy yeah exactly what a superman superman is like you and on or something <laughs> oh son on oh god which oh yeah there's there's also that right there's the injustice movie which we'll get to again so yeah i think those are the things that snyder did really well mm-hmm. uh what snyder really needs help with in general is editing so when you say snyder cut mm-hmm. something has to be cut right <laughs> i think i think this is all of the footage that snyder shot <laughs> like, no frame goes wasted guys nothing is on the editing floor everything goes into the movie four and so up. there's like yeah four hours plus and so stuff like that whole icelandic scene where uh, uh, first time bruce wayne and arthur curry meet and he goes into the water that whole sequence of the women singing whatever was that what the that we are chant was like, why what purpose is it serving to the movie so one it it's not helping move the storyline forward it's not helping build aquaman's character because what is that singing and it's not even a great moment in and of itself so it's not ticking any of the boxes like that make a good movie and it doesn't even serve what what drives action item movies for which is a great moment it's not a great moment what are you doing with that it's right? very jarring because you've seen aquaman right 
Yeah. Like in terms of context, because we play Aquaman as this, as this god, and you know this this deity like figure that comes from comes in the tide, and he's to be worshipped. And Aquaman, he's chilling in a bar drinking beers with people, and it's, it's yeah, yeah. So it's like that whole. This is not Snyder's fault. I think it's just more about a lack of direction uh, that the that the that the entire franchise had. No, but then James Wan mentioned in an interview that Zack Snyder's cut because he had seen Zack, mm. the Snyder cut, kind of informed his portrayal of Aquaman. Which, in which case, I feel that doesn't feel. Like, I mean, yeah. what makes me think is I don't. That doesn't gel right. It, why? It, why does Zack, Why does Snyder show him as a god? Where you show him as a guy who you can have a beer with? Yeah, like, did you notice Amber Heard's British accent? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was this. There was this Reddit comment. Uh, <laughs> on the on the movie thread uh, somebody is like uh, amber heard in uh, the justice league movie uh, arthur you have to save uh, you have to bring back the mother box from stephen wolf mm. amber heard in zack snyder cut oh, i made you a wanker completely unnecessary british accent and it's so but bad yeah, so the, exactly like, right it's so unnecessary so bad so there, there's there's stuff like that and then uh, i mean don't even get me started on the amazonian chant for oh God. every I time she moves the foot it's that and you know what the funny bit is uh, the subtitles in uh, <laughs> uh, on the platform says ancient lamenting <laughs> noise <laughs> which is what my i was making inside my head every time that theme played i was just lamenting inside my head like why is this theme playing <laughs> I and like it's slow. To, it's long. It's so irritating. See, for the most part, I like Junkie XL score. That, that is the one sticking point because I, I feel the score is infinitely better uh, than the uh, than the Whedon cut. It there's it, it a sense of epicness to it, especially that you know that it does. But don't you think Wonder Woman's theme, like from the well, of course, yeah, yeah, no. movie, it's so good. Yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer, right? And the thing is, yeah, and it's so it's so hype. Like it, it, yeah. it builds that hype. Generally, the standalone themes are amazing. Like Ideal of Hope yeah. from Man of Steel is, is, is amazing. So exactly uh, with the and the first time I noticed like the change in theme was um, the sequence when they first encounter Steppenwolf uh, in the Star Lab situation where uh, mm-hmm. where Wonder Woman's sword uh, sword falls. And the flash, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's this weird, it's yeah, and yeah. there's like this weird creation of Adam situation going on. But think about it, right? Like it's like it is. It is so creation. Of he apparently takes a lot of influence from Caravaggio paintings. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that yeah. that whole sequence where Flash is like tipping the sword back, and I was like, okay, fine. But the build up, the, the music in that, it's called Beyond Good and Evil. It's generally like okay, there's a sense of epicness to it. Um, I have very similar problems with you about the movie. I feel a four-hour cut just goes to show that Zack Snyder can't edit movies. He he's not good at telling. Yeah. He's not meant for the Hollywood model of the ninety-minute thriller because it's not his style. He likes slow-building narratives, and when it comes to character building, if he given the time, he can do a really good job. There are bits of humor injected in this in the film, which I thought was okay. wasn't it wasn't it didn't overpower didn't take me out or didn't feel jarring exactly so, yeah so even bruce wayne comes across i mean as much as he doesn't he he is he he has a part to play in the climax cuz in the wheaton cut he's just standing around doing nothing as superman punches uh, five different shits out of uh, steppenwolf um every aspect of it including the whole resurrection sequence uh in in the kryptonian ship is really well done Mm. the steppenwolf yeah. i feel steppenwolf has I mean, now that to i mean i thought that that's sorry i thought that sequence was equally well done in justice league as well but yeah i mean stand alone it's a great sequence i for yeah, yeah i thought steppenwolf was more had more motivation uh i mean you felt his character was more grounded this time because it felt like he was that one line that changes a lot of it where he talks about paying his debt to dark side and he says and he says oh you owe him 50000 more mm-hmm. um, which makes his stakes a lot, a lot more believable right which something that marvel did stupendously well with thanos mm-hmm. is when he tells you his motivation it's a malthusian ideal where 
there's not enough resources for mm-hmm. all living beings and you have to take that drastic step of doing away with half of them so that the rest of them can have a better life mm-hmm. deep down when you hear that all of us are like you know what it's not half wrong exactly yeah as opposed to when you have somebody like a stephen wolf come in and say i am the destroyer of worlds like mm-hmm. i want to shape this world in my image why mm-hmm. like if if somebody asks why because mm-hmm. i am so into why like why mm-hmm. there's there's no uh, rational end to it goes to what happens in Snyder's cut when he says okay the reason i'm doing this is because there is a larger entity than me mm-hmm. that entity wants to uh, when i mean when dark side is in the picture and if you have some context of what dark side is or who dark side is what drives him is the idea that he wants to impose uh, he wants to do it with free will because he believes order will make things uh, easier to run in the universe all of that the stakes are relatable and therefore you're like you know what if you even to a small less i'm i'm not saying you have to empathize with the the baddy completely but even if you understand some part of what drives the bad guy mm-hmm. you're invested that much more into the movie which mm-hmm. i couldn't at all with justice league mm-hmm. i could to a, a slightly better degree with the second yeah um which is see i i felt it was a more cohesive film like generally there was there were uh, character motivations they were just the plot progressed to and that's kind of what i really mm. wanted i, I for me char- in characters mm. drive story that's very important because certain actions that they mm. do those are the kind of films i gravitate towards okay so this is so you have dark side who has who's had who's had a long standing feud with the amazonians with the lanterns whatever came to us looking for the uh, to annex it didn't happen is out looking for the anti life equation which plays a big part in the comics and you know like his is one true quest to get the anti life equation and shape the universe in his in his image okay we have motivations we have characters we 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 know where this is like we know what direction this is progressing in we know we know the consequences of this person's actions and we know the um challenges the heroes have to face so when they say okay this is the reason why we want to bring superman so the one place i agree with the theatrical cut is when they they talk about it being the right thing to do which they don't which they never address in the in the Snyder cut bringing superman back would it be the right thing to do mm. but in 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 the Snyder cut they're like fine we'll bring him back but we don't know which version of him will come back mm. cgi smile aside uh there was in in that movie in in the theatrical cut he feels like he he feels very out of place henry cavill as much as, as much as he does a great job as superman a lot of people gravitated towards that version of him they thought okay this was more the superman related with he felt more richard donnerish just you know the, the image that people have held on to for so long in this in this version they bring him back and i don't think he came back for any of the reshoots as far as i know it was only um ben affleck jared leto um uh what's uh joe manganiello the guy who plays deathstroke and that whole mm-hmm. epilogue sequence is basically what i'm talking about those are the only guys who came back for reshoots mm-hmm. um and he and to a, to a point where like in, in in this version when he shows up uh in the climax in, in the black suit um he doesn't overpower the entire situation yes he has a very cool entrance where stephen wolf's axe just hits him mm. on the shoulder and he just breaks it and proceeds to again beat the ever living crap out of him but he's there are still other consequences at play that that the other members have to um, you know mm. like uh, have to deal with the, the unity is about to form uh, if it synchronizes it's over for everybody and you know what the unity the best part is that the unity synchronizes and then they pull the old right. yeah they pull the oldest superhero trick in the book which happens in superman 1 or 2 i'm not uh, the one where lewis lane dies and superman f- flies around the world to reverse time it's one i think i think 2 or 3 no it's not one it's 2 or 3 superman flies counterclockwise around the world to reverse mm. time right mm. no yeah, so i think yeah. it's it's 2 then if i'm not mistaken it's 2 it's 2 huh. so it has a sequence where flash generally like he says okay now it's time to break your one rule uh and you you have to uh like you have to go go faster than the, than uh, than the speed of light to do what you have to do that is a really cool sequence because you see everything evaporate yeah. and then it all come back together and stuff like that 
if that was in the theater that that would have had that should have played so well to to the audiences even with superman lasering off a section of steppenwolf's head steppenwolf's head and then uh aquaman stabbing him from the back and wonder woman mm-hmm. chopping his head off he he got a pretty gruesome ending i think the whole r rating they they really pushed the limit as much as they possibly could with uh with with the current set of uh, superheroes i i feel yeah. there is a, we've got uh, there are enough parts of it to be enjoyed but if i would sit down and watch it for 4 hours i feel the movie would fall apart in certain places i think past the when i get to the fifth chapter maybe the sixth chapter that's when fatigue will probably kick in and be like okay you know what hurry it up this could have been a half an hour shorter the epilogue doesn't have to be there martian manhunter doesn't have to be in this movie why is martian man and it's, it's such a lovely moment between uh martha what could have been martha and lois lane mm. where she comes and says yeah where she says you need to start living and Mm-hmm. it's important for the world also to do your job because you are this big shot pulitzer prize winning reporter mm-hmm. you have a role to play and that establishes her as an equally important character she's not just superman's love interest right so all of that great stuff then you you kind of invalidate the entire scene by showing mata to be actually martian manhunter like, mm-hmm. why again yeah. this is again them trying to juggle other things you're trying to set mm-hmm. up things Uh, future projects are not doing that very well hmm. and you're doing that at the cost of uh, the development of existing characters that is criminal hmm. and in the epilogue also he shows up and when he's like oh, hi i am uh, i am they call me the martian manhunter and like who calls you martian <laughs> yeah exactly who who are these weird people who call you martian <laughs> and this weird retconning thing because he's general swanick for, from uh, man of steel right and he was observe he's like yeah. so he's observing everything go to hell and he's like cool i am martian man hunter i'm fine okay i get that you know he's yeah. waiting yeah he's waiting for like the uh, humanity to humanity to accept an alien that looks like them before he comes out fine whatever i, I get it but still a little awkward So yeah okay uh, concluding thoughts yeah uh concluding thoughts so much slow mo like <laughs> oh yeah he needs to cut down <laughs> slow mo man oh my god <laughs> i mean uh, yeah, to, so especially that sequence where uh, hippolyta is sliding through the rock that is the exact sequence that i was like so today when yesterday and i was watching the weed and cut i especially wanted to keep an eye out like was there as much slow mo in the assisting mm. me there wasn't right mm. here she's like sliding for like 5 seconds then the hammer is slowly swinging and the wood is breaking the splinters are flowing into my eyes <laughs> get it dude like wood is breaking i understand the process is not complicated right? so you don't have to explain it to me at two frames per second <laughs> like please move on actually somebody so, i think like, there was a a reddit thread that said if you if you cut down all the slow mo sequences in the film um the movie would have been done uh, the time uh, running time would have reduced by 10 minutes and i was actually listening to another podcast today that talks about how the use how the overuse of slow mo kind of adversely affects the climax of this movie because every time the flash does something in slow mo it's justified right because everything he is moving at a certain pace and the and mm. the, so when you use slow mo in those scenarios like be it it works like it helps lift the movie as opposed to it just being coming off as is very gimmicky um mm. a, a very gimmicky tactic through the rest of the film yeah this is i feel it's inherently a snider problem which you like you look at 300 that entire movie shot 300 right i yeah. was going to say 300 is just it's just it's just slow mo sequence of a slow mo i mean for all we know the battle of thamopyre lasted 3 minutes he didn't get over mugad of it because it's all the slow mo <laughs> spotted like he kicks the guy in slow mo uh, they shoot yeah. the arrow flies oh yeah the arrow dude oh my it felt like watching uh, a sequence from the mahabharata oh, the whole arrow fight demands like i don't give a shit who's arrow it is dude just shoot the damn arrow already and then like, it goes for artemis please bless this this that like oh man and it's traveling it's traveling then it dips and it lights on fire and then yeah. also the uh, the fact that uh, uh, the fact that uh, 
Aquaman is a bigger polluter of the ocean than British petroleum <laughs> because the number of shirts he's thrown into the water. And the like, and who's the giving him these shirts? <laughs> like he throws and, the, and he throws a, the whiskey bottle into the water as well. That uh, that's the first thing I clocked. I was like, yeah, I'm like, dude, aren't you from the ocean? Like, this is a problem that the world is actively facing right now, right? Like, Mad Geo. magazine cover is plastics in water you're throwing bottles you're throwing shirts and who is giving you these shirts like every time you meet somebody are you contractually obliged to throw your shirt in the water like what is happening here is that i really liked his exchange with william defoe so yeah again hmm. i i watched i don't know i watched aquaman before i watched this obviously i watched aquaman hmm. before i watched the cut hmm. was there any preface given to well Because character, no right. Like, say if Snyder's cut were to release after before Aquaman, hmm. out of the blue, you're just seeing William Dafoe like <laughs> rock up and like, hey, what's up, <laughs> Aquaman? How is hanging? Like, who are you doing? Like, I have no introduction to who you are. There, there's an argument that William Dafoe is playing the same character he was playing in the Lighthouse because it's pretty much the same guy. <laughs> which by the way uh, dear listeners if you have not watched the lighthouse highly recommend it you would probably hate us for it but i i love that movie it's completely batshit crazy it also it has batman and valko sitting in a in a lighthouse going crazy for like <laughs> three nights conclusion conclusions, conclusions yeah okay to... okay snadakar no this time you go first yeah fine snadakar okay i mm-hmm. i liked it i liked what i saw infinitely better than uh, than the theatrical cut Uh, has real heart to heart to the characters. Flash and Cyborg specifically carry a lot of the emotional heft of the film. Um, generally, a more viewing, a pleasant viewing experience. But something I can't possibly like watch on repeated viewings. Maybe once every couple of years, like I do with the extended cut of Lord of the Rings, which I the okay. I need to preface this. The theatrical versions of the Lord Lord of the Rings movies by themselves are exceptional. The extended cuts. for me as a fan i completely adore that's something i can throw 3 to 4 hours on a sunday and watch that being said mm-hmm. i can jump in for a, a fair 20 minutes when i'm like probably getting lunch or having uh, a snack and then watch a certain section of this movie that i that i enjoy i enjoyed dark side in this i feel he's menacing although mm-hmm. he's not like he doesn't have a thanos level of um uh, of character development in in the film but i think this movie had the right amount of dark side yeah. because if dark side is to be your main bad, bad guy yeah. two three movies run or whatever i don't know how things will pan out with the reboot this had kind of the right amount of dark side i feel yeah so i think this 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 franchise the story is done it's done because uh, there is another batman movie in the pipeline and uh, for their sins henry cavill is not is yeah is probably not returning as superman so i would recommend watching this and then forming obviously everyone has to form their own opinion on it i would not say this is something you absolutely have to watch because if you didn't like the first movie the chances of you really liking this movie are, are slim i i still have issues with it i feel like i feel i have this issue with a lot of snyder films but um it it's a fun ride if you like the justice league if you um if you prefer four hours of slow mo and just <laughs> general i mean this is the kind of justice league movie i was gravitating towards where it feels like a vehicle that caters to every like it basically hits all the all the tick boxes and and some there's i i really want to see an injustice movie because he keeps hinting at it throughout uh throughout the film about lewis lane dying and superman going evil like so this weird bastardized version of of just for injustice like do you know what the injustice storyline is about mm-hmm. okay yeah so i need to explain this to you <laughs> so uh joker hits uh, superman with scarecrow toxin okay. oh okay. okay and then um so he starts to see doomsday and as a result okay. he catches on to doomsday and he says okay i can't leave you in this city i can't uh, audio call and he starts to like have a full fledged fight with doomsday and he takes him up he takes him out of, he takes him into space in space uh like the the toxin wears off 
and Superman's this thing it wears off and he realizes he's holding Lois uh, he's holding uh, a pregnant Lois Lane in his in his hand and meanwhile uh, Joker has trapped a nuke to Metropolis and he detonates it so millions die and they're interrogating Joker in uh, uh, in, in a prison cell Superman shows up it and joker's like oh you didn't know she was pregnant and he puts and superman puts his hands through joker it says this is never happening again and then he establishes himself as an authoritative like the authoritative figure in the world saying crime shall never and he completely flips where he starts basically turns into a dictator and batman breaks off the entire justice league breaks off okay so and this part has been heavy right right so have you seen the redson movie which is no, superman it's very lands in soviet russia yeah i haven't read it yeah when he ends up becoming a dictator as well mm-hmm. i think that panel is there in both these storylines mm-hmm. but yeah you were saying justice league breaks away from superman yeah so they break up and then it's like it's a whole arc by itself and which they've tried to incorporate with whole with lewis's oh, death then oh. oh okay now i didn't know this background right so now that i i understand where the epilogue was leading mm-hmm. i mean Whether it was necessary or not is a different matter, but at least mm. I get what he was trying to do. So there was that injustice story arc that was to happen. Then there's obviously the flashpoint paradox, which is I don't know if you've seen the movie. Hmm. Uh, so no, but I know the I know the fun uh, behind. Yeah, yeah. So flashpoint paradox is what they were going to do with the Flash movie, which I don't know if it's going to happen now. Hmm. But he resets with Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Bruce dies in the alley. Right. Uh, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. All right. So. there's that whole there's so much that he tried to cram a lot he still tries to cram a lot of it it's a, it's more digestible because it's like there's a cohesive story told here not at the expense of storytelling this this is the epilogue is generally where you can check out and not miss much of the uh, with the movie it's like fine you are done and yeah i would recommend people check it out um form their own opinion but to me i thought it was fun um probably the movie i wanted to see could do could have done with the three arc cut in the theater and nobody would have blinked an eyelid uh yeah i think even my opinion largely is the same the the improvements in the snider cut over the justice league movie are primarily the fact that characters motivations make a lot more sense they are a lot more relatable uh, you can make you can form an emotional connection especially with flash and cyborg which didn't exist in the justice league movie the faults of the movie are more faults of zack snyder than the movie the story or the script per se the fact that his over reliance on moments his over reliance on slow mo and the one other point that i didn't address is if you notice in a lot of zack snyder movies heroes and villains are very black and white mm. um there's little to no gray area uh, it's which i don't know for me maybe this might be subjective but for me it it takes me out of the experience or the immersion because that's not how real life is right mm-hmm, so exactly relatability is a lot lesser when you have clear good guys and clear bad guys and he really exalts his good guys he puts them on a pedestal beat beat watchman like roshak in the comics is anio nazi and mm-hmm. he, there's a lot of problematic tendencies with the character in the comic mm-hmm. but in the movie he's exalted to this great guy who can do no wrong and society doesn't understand rorschach in mm-hmm. his movie version so he really exalts his good guys and the polar the polarization of his of good versus bad in zack snyder is so obvious that's something that doesn't sit well with me uh, apart from the whole slow mo and the moments leading up to big moments that we discussed so those are more faults of zack snyder himself i would say or the way he likes to approach movies than of the script or the story which serves i mean the fact that snyder snyder's treatment of the script and the story serves it a lot better than weedens cut so again like you said should definitely check out at your own leisure hmm. um, whether you want to watch it in parts or one go is up to you but uh, if you watched justice league and you felt is this the best dc could do uh, the answer is no Mm-hmm. and the response to that is the snider cut cool uh, there you have it that is one extremely long pod about the snider yes. cut 
I think we, we yes. spoke more about Zack Snyder than we did about anyone else, than we did about the Justice League. Uh, but uh, as but then that's that's really the root of the problem, isn't it? The root of the problem is is one man's inability to tell a cohesive story in in a small in a short space of time. So uh, I think we've addressed a lot of those issues. I think we've addressed our concerns, and that comes brings episode one to an end. Yes, and a worrying parallel to our episode: the fact that we couldn't tell that short story in a short enough time. Yeah, but it's okay. I assume like now, I mean, it's just episode one. So unlike Snyder, we we'll, uh, we have had only one try at this. Uh, we we'll yeah. possibly things will tend to like streamline a lot more in uh, mm. episodes two, three, and two and three and so on. Yes, but okay. a good start, I would say. And I think uh, I can already see us uh, having a lot to talk about. It's just uh, for us to decide what finally goes into the episode. But great fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's it. Like, and for the, those who are listening, like, and if you feel uh, you disagree with some of our points, just hit hit me up because Rohit is not on social media. I am, so any sort of queries you want to bash me, I'll, I'll probably set up a little. There will be a page by the time this goes up, uh, and um, we will. Ah, the joys of not being on social media. Yeah, I'm going to make you do some of the work. Okay, just at some point. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, we have a long edit ahead of us, uh, but I'm so excited we got this off the ground. Uh, like yes, yes, yes. it's been a long time coming, and we'll see you for episode two next week. And we'll make this a, a weekly affair. Uh, uh, we yes. record record on a Friday, release on a Sunday. So yeah, that's it. Uh, goodbye from us. That's it from us, guys. Yes. Um, good first episode. Here's looking forward to more. Mm, here's looking at. You kids, I don't know. No, okay, no, 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 okay, no. and the part, think... and the part. <laughs> <laughs> so they opened their big mouths, and out came talk, talk, talk.